All right, so here's what we're going to learn about today. We're going to speak to an author, Milan Quintestani. He's an expert for Gen Next. He's an entrepreneur, writer, founder of several companies. And he's also the author of this book, and I believe it's out now, I'm Just Saying, which is a guide to maintaining civil discourse in an increasingly divided world. If you want to hear more about this, and uh, on the hotline right now is Milan. How are we doing, Milan? We're doing good today? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. How are you? Oh, we're doing good. So I see uh, the book's just being released now, right? That's correct. Today is launch day. Oh, awesome. It has to be pretty exciting, huh? It's pretty exciting. We just uh, hit, uh, you know, we're the number one new release on Amazon in the self-help for anger management category, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. So there is a lot of discourse going on right now, and it's kind of disturbing. So is, is that what made you write the write this book? To an extent, yes. I mean, I started this company, uh, a publication called The Doe, and if you, you can visit it at the doe.com. And uh, I started that publication because I felt like we were not having difficult conversations or we were avoiding difficult conversations out of fear of being canceled or ostracized and just people being exhausted from the repercussions of having these conversations. And eventually that company, you know, uh, turned into me also wanting to write a book. And so, you know, about a lot of what I learned building that company, the stories we published and some of my own, because at the end of the day, um, civil discourse is, is about individual action. So that's, that's what I'm here to talk about. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, nowadays people, they just seem like they can't communicate. What do you think that is? It's it's quite nuanced, you know. I think that especially this younger generation that's grown up on social media has been struggling to communicate because there's a lot of fear in communication. Um, there's a lot of fear of being wrong and not knowing what to do if you're wrong and how people will react. And so a lot of what I teach in this book is the importance of how to find courage. And uh, that sounds quite challenging, I guess, or it's like a maybe a ambitious notion, but really through sharing stories from our personal lives by being vulnerable and saying, you know, our difficult truths out loud, uh, we, we, we find the courage to be able to have difficult conversations and to use those moments of vulnerability to create connection with other people. And really, that's what I think is missing. Um, you know, if, if people are struggling to communicate today, it's because we as a society have stopped prioritizing, um, you know, civil discourse and this, this level of communication within our society as much as we need to be. Now, I noticed with my own children, they grew up, they're millennials, and they grew up, they were probably the first generation to do the texting and the social media and stuff. And I noticed they'll always text me and I'll say, stop texting me, call me. I'd rather speak, they rather text. Is that a problem? Right. Yeah. What do you see with that? I actually think that it's great that you have them call you because text is devoid of so much nuance. You don't hear the emotion. You don't hear the the laughter, the joke, and, you know, the really what I'm saying is you don't hear the intention mm -hmm. and that's what's missing in a lot of text conversation is the intention of understanding why did this person say this? Were they trying to be funny? Were they trying to, were they upset and trying to express their frustration? Uh, were they in need of something in the moment? You know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of nuance that's lost. And so I think it's quite important actually to be able to, to get on the phone. Now, that's a really good point you just brought up there because when you speak, somebody can hear whether I'm sincere 
whether I'm angry, whether I'm happy, you can't really tell sometimes with a text, right? Right. It's it's incredibly difficult, and especially on social media, right, where we are often encountering people that we don't talk to that often. Mm-hmm. And so you know, the amount of assumptions that we end up making about people based off of clicking on their profile, looking at it, seeing their picture, and then that's it, right? Uh, those assumptions end up being a lot of the cause for why conversations devolve into anger and defensiveness and frustration. So, um, you know, it's, it's really important to be able to, to recognize that. So your new book, I'm just saying, what, what, what does it get into? Does it, uh, is it like a guide for all of us to get along and try to communicate? Is that what it's all about? Well, when you say it like that, it makes it sound like it's uh, it's almost too good to be true. But mm-hmm. the, the <laughs> truth is, it, it's, it's a guide of like it, it's a guide by telling stories from my life and also stories from the publication that uh, I created, The Doe. And I use those stories as a as a mechanism to be able to share the lessons I learned from them, so that hopefully people don't have to live through all of those same moments to, in order to to understand how important civil discourse is and and what skills they can, um, you know, they can harness and learn earlier on in life to be able to avoid a lot of really um, bad conversations. Now, over the past, uh, I've been doing talk radio for a very long time, but I noticed over the past, I would say, I don't know, maybe a decade. You get politicians uh, with the name calling, with the nastiness. Do you think that kind of like uh, rubbed off on the uh, the newer generations here? I think the newer generation sees that and is frustrated, mm-hmm. and it is not seeing. It's not so much rubbing off so much as it is seeing that and questioning the you know a lot of our leadership and government and wondering why you know why we're not being as solution oriented mm-hmm. and that's kind of, I, I say that being a part of gen z one of the younger generations here and on the older cusp of it mm-hmm. because you know that's that's the point of this book really is is coming and saying i don't actually uh think that there is that many people in this country who i won't be able to find some form of common ground with and that's the truth right when we all live in a country together we need to have values that are commonly understood mm-hmm. in order to be able to be progressive in order to be a society that's thriving and growing because if we're not if we assume the worst of our neighbor if we assume everyone in a different state has a an opinion that cannot be reconciled with our own or we, there's no common ground to be found what are we doing as a country, right? And so, you know, it starts with that recognition that um, there is common ground to be found with everyone. And the second we start approaching conversations that way, then we're going to create a better society. And these national debates and such, mm-hmm. where there's a winner, loser, I'm sorry, but like if, if the loser of a debate ends up winning, you know, the, the presidential election, the real loser is the American people. Yeah. So we need to approach these debates as, as discourse. How are we serving the population here at hand? How are we creating common ground solutions for the majority? Um, so that's that's what this is about. Really. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out with technology here, because over the past decade, you got distance increase in texting, and then you got social media. And I got to tell you, a lot, I, I've never seen such nastiness on social media in my life. You would never speak to people face-to-face the way it's done on social media. You're right. And that's that's the so important part of it, too, is, is these keyboard warriors. Um, but the reality is, you know, when you're face-to-face with people, the conversation is much different. 
And so a lot of the values I teach in this are, they're not just tools for engaging in better discourse online, but really how you show up to these conversations as an individual, because on an individual level, right, that's where we, I'm trying to get after people with this book to understand that when you show up and you partake in that conversation and that nastiness online, you are you are participating in the devil, like the de-evolution or the development of, of our society and our culture. Um, and truly it's, it's about showing up better on these platforms because they're just, you know, these social media platforms are a reflection of humans and probably at their worst a lot of times. Yeah, I gotcha. And sometimes they take out their frustrations. Now I have teachers listening. Uh, what grade do you think they can start introducing your book? I'm just saying to, because I, I believe that the earlier we get the children to start reading and, and, Getting a guide like this, maybe it'll just save us, you know what I'm saying? So what, what do you suggest for teachers listening right now? Great question. So I actually wrote this in mind for a younger audience. Mm-hmm. I have uh, four younger siblings that span a range of five to uh, 14 years old. And so I wrote this for the 14-year-olds uh, in mind, the you know, ninth, 10th, 11th grade mm-hmm. um, male a lot was the perspective but it truly is you know it's a genderless book communication but um i wrote it for the the younger brash version of myself that <laughs> wish i had earlier on in life it would have saved me a lot of headaches so yeah yes so we're looking at the i, I would imagine young people heading into high school now this may be a good book uh, i would you know, honestly i'm gonna speak to my local school board about you but i really am i'm gonna say to them i think you should introduce this book in the ninth grade or even in the eighth grade because i feel that now people have to have a guide because there, there's no guide right now to be honest with you right i agree there's no guide yeah i think especially because digital communication is such a big part of communication now and you know, I even think of it as like young people don't even know how to ask someone out on a date anymore and the courage that that takes to do that, and mm-hmm. let alone, you know, having some of the most difficult conversations about our society and, and world. So really, these skills are um, they're pretty universal and I think they should be taught in school as well. It's a good point you make, because whenever I speak to young people, I'll say to them, you know, you can look at me. They seem to like look down, they look away, they look up, they look to the side. Why is that? I think there's just a, a fear of confrontation almost. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's so interesting that you asked if if I think that Gen Z is going to be more angry on social media and divisive mm-hmm. because they grew up watching it. But I actually think it's the opposite. I okay. think they're going to be more um, quiet because there's such a fear of this, like having grown up in cancel culture, there's this fear that, mm-hmm. you know, anything I say is permanent on the internet. True. And if it's permanent on the internet, then I can get in trouble for that. And that's a really difficult thing to live with as a young person where you start to say, okay, well, if I can't make mistakes and if I can't be wrong and then learn to, you know, apologize and come back from that, if they, if I can't be taken from, you know, if that's gone, then I have to be quiet and reserve my opinion and judgment, um, you know, and any thoughts I have of questions I should be asking until I know it's safe. And really, that's, you know, that's that's not a great culture I think we want to be living in where people are scared to ask questions. And that's a great point because sometimes when you're young, you do stupid stuff, especially when you go away to college, you're on your own, you're independent, you do stupid stuff, you, you may have pictures that you may not want out there, and then all of a sudden, 30 years later... They're, they're showing up, <laughs> and, and it's it's quite embarrassing. And rather than have people accept the fact that you said, oh, I was young and stupid, and I apologize for what I did, you're right. People just sometimes just cancel you right out because of one dumb thing you did when you were younger. 
Right. We can't grow, can we? If that's going to happen, right? We we definitely create an environment where children are going to have a lot of mental health issues if they can't have, if they can't be wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like if right. they can't be young, make mistakes, and come back from that. And I think just like there's this guide to uh, you know creating civil discourse in your life and having these difficult conversations. Uh, whether it's online or in person, there should be likely a guide as well to how you exist online, whether it's content you're putting out, videos, pictures, um, and so on, and at different ages in your life. And I think some of these social media platforms are starting to create some sort of regulations around that to make sure, you know, like 13-year-olds aren't going and expressing whatever opinion they have at at 10 or 12 years old because it's likely going to change by the time, you know, they get older. So Mm -hmm. um, some of these things are, are helpful, these, like, these light regulations for the youth but uh nonetheless i think we have to really it starts from a societal and cultural level like we want people to be asking these questions having difficult conversations not being scared to embark on them and giving them that confidence to do so it comes down from two two things one it's the tools and such that i'm teaching in this book but the other part of it is by showing up better creating a culture that supports this because at at the end of the day it's Mm -hmm. it's building a culture where you feel comfortable and safe to do these things. So that really, yeah. that really is the case here. Milan Kordestani, he is the author of this phenomenal book that's out now. I'm just saying a guide to maintaining civil discourse in an increasingly divided world. I know I'm going to speak to my daughters about this to get this for their children, teachers, get it for your students and everybody. I encourage you to go out there and get this book. This is a phenomenal book and you are an incredible speaker. You really are. You're very motivating. <laughs> Did anybody ever tell you that before? <laughs> Uh, it's good to hear. I mean, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. Yeah. Well, Milan, where, where can people get the book now? They can they can go to Amazon. Who's carrying the book right now? The book is everywhere. So you can okay. get on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere you buy books, even Audible. I've recorded it myself reading it out loud. So, yeah. Milan, really, listen, you're a great guy. Thank you for writing the book. Good luck with it. Congratulations. And uh, keep in touch, okay? Thank you, Tommy. I definitely will. Where can I connect with you as well? Uh, well, you can uh, send me an email anytime you want, tommy at tommygshow.com. Sweet. All right. All Thank right. you so much, Tommy. My Appreciate pl- it. My pleasure.